listening to episode 101 of the SBP podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. And I'm your host, Susie Botello. So last week's episode, we spoke with the first place winner of our inaugural International Mobile Film Festival Award, uh, the very first film festival. And now I am going to introduce you to the winner, the first place award winner for this year's film festival in San Diego. And that is Arthur McCabe with his film, War Is Not a Game. Now, I can't believe this, but <laughs> I mean, here we are. We're about to open submissions for the International Mobile Film Festival on June 19th. And that's for both competitions, by the way, the feature films and the short films. And it's really cool because um, a lot of you have been asking uh, for a few months now, actually, even even right before a film festival in April, you know, when can I submit my film? So so that's the date. Um, start planning. And if you want to know the deadlines, because, of course, that's always important. Um, just know that they usually are at the end of the year uh, between October. Um, uh, usually it's on October 19th for the feature films, and it's um, November 19th for the short films. Don't hold me to it, though, because uh, things may change a little bit uh, depending on how we work out the deadlines, you know, like extended deadlines and things like that. Don't do that, though. It costs more to do the extended deadlines. So if you already know about it, don't wait until the last minute. That's probably one of the best uh, things I could advise you on about film festivals. Don't wait. As soon as you find out uh, when the cutoff date is, you know, mark your calendars about a month before just to give yourself some time and don't wait till the last minute and then have to submit it to the, through the extended deadline because it, it does cost more. And, and then after that, we don't receive you know, uh, we won't accept any more films because we have to process and do a lot of work on our end. And um, it's too close to the film festival dates and all that stuff. It's just, it's kind of boring stuff from the internal part of our film festival. But just know that's, that's a hard deadline. Um, usually that's in December or something like that. Anyways, so here's the next part. The next little thing that I wanted to share with you, if you are in Clubhouse or you're interested in going into Clubhouse, join our club for mobile film stories. Join that club and join us every Sunday. I try to do this every single Sunday at one o'clock p.m. That's our time zone here in San Diego, in California. So try to do that. Um, because I always really enjoy meeting people there. And also I'm pretty open to bringing people up to speak and be a part of the conversation. So if you're interested, uh, I will share a link with you. Uh, you can go to always see the notes and all the links and all the details 
for each podcast episode at the sbppodcast.studio. Um, go there and you know the episode number, just click on it and open it up and you'll, you'll get to see all the notes. Uh, the reason I'm saying this is because Apple Podcasts has changed a little bit. And so now a lot of the notes um, are missing from their app until they change it. So what we're asking people to do is just to go to our website uh, from the app. You'll have a link there, of course, for the website where you can look it up. So um, we've been saying, you know, on, on previous podcasts, uh, check the notes in the, you know, where we'll be sharing the links in our podcast and our show notes. But depending on the app that you're opening, sometimes they're not even clickable links and sometimes they are and sometimes they're just not even there. So I'm just giving you a heads up on that. And I can't wait for you to meet our guest. So let's go ahead and go there now. Let's go talk. Let's go to Russia <laughs> and let's talk to Arthur McCabe. Here I am with Arthur McCabe, the first place award winner of the International Mobile Film Festival with a film that's called War Is Not a Game. So I'm going to I'm going to bring all of us to Moscow in Russia and uh, talk to McCabe. First of all, uh, I mean, Arthur, <laughs> Arthur. Um, I want to congratulate you on behalf of the entire International Mobile Film Festival for winning the first place award. Thank you very much. Uh, hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. I really appreciate it. Uh, Arthur, you made a, a really distinct film that has a cinematic value. And by that, I mean uh, not just the look and the visuals, but it's also. You know, you did color grading, has great audio. It has, I mean, the lighting is great. Uh, it looks like the kind of a film that you'd see on a big screen in the cinema, in the theater. And um, it's a very short film, but it's heavy. It carries a very heavy message with it. So I wanted to ask you some questions um, about the film. And I think for our listeners, the first thing, uh, that we should do is describe a little bit um, about what the film is about. Well, it's about the simple idea behind of it. It's about the war, and um, well, it's the message that I put inside of it. It's a little. It has some political colors. You know, um, we have we live in a world. I live in a country with a president who tried to be aggressive, and we. All we know that we uh, beat the Nazis in World War II, and this is very great. And we was together. Uh, it was Soviet Union, it was the United States, it was UK, Australia, and other countries. But today, um, our government tried to, you know, says that 
they, we was alone in this war and nobody helped us in this. Not good. And it became some kind of religion here. And I think um, why is the kid inside of this story and why it's about the war? Because um, parents, we have a parade every year, like uh, May 9th parade every year and parents um don't tell their kids the war that the war it's something bad it's not it, it's nothing fun about it it's nothing good about it that's suffering that's uh blood that's dying on the both sides that's terrifying and they dress their kids like soldiers for example and pretend that this is a game some kind of a game when i was a kid it was the same thing but I don't realize that back then because I was a kid. And today, when I adult, I realize that, and I I think it was my this, this is my personal opinion. This, this this is not good, and we have to tell our kids that war is not a game. This is not nothing good about it. That that's terrifying, and we have to make everything we we could to just avoid that in the future. We have to work together and be um, build relationships. Not to be enemies. So that's the message. Wow. Yeah, because uh, war, apparently, from what you're saying, is celebrated. Yes. Like it's good, yes. right? Yes. But this is a tragedy. It, it, it's it's not a it's not a fun celebration. It's not like it's it's not a Christmas. It's not a Halloween. It's a tragedy. So we have to tell their kids that this is a tragedy. Yeah, I think my mom would agree with you on that. As for when you mentioned Halloween, she hates Halloween. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she 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 uh, would lock all the doors in the house, turn off all the lights, and go upstairs into her room and pretend no one came <laughs> knocking on the door. <laughs> oh, but she her I love it. I love Halloween because it's it's a it's like a big horror film production. Everybody's dressed up. Everybody, it's all fun and games. There's a lot of special effects, but uh, for her and I, and it's like celebrating gore and murder and horror. And I said, well, we're not, we're really, <laughs> we're really celebrating the movies that are scary and all these. And, and I said, well, actually I'm lying because it's not that either. Mm -hmm. There's so many aspects and perspectives to what Halloween is, including pagan and all those things. So and she's like, I don't want anything to do with it. So, but yeah, you're, it, the film itself um, struck a chord with the judges because, I mean, there was every aspect of it um, was, I mean, I mean, like I said, it was produced very well. And, um, I mean, right from the opening scene, it has, um, the feel of what a big movie could be. And I want to ask you something. Um, I don't think that you get from point A to point Z or, or anything like that without having done anything previously. So I'm sure you've done other films that you've shot with a phone too, right? Yes. Okay, because I know that you can't get that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So share a little bit more about that, about the films that you've done before this one. Uh, and, and also, I mean, this isn't the only award that you've received for this film, mm -hmm. right? Uh, well, I, 
I have um, 10 years experience in filmmaking at all. Like I'm started with the traditional cameras, like DSLRs, cinema cameras, and I'm dealing with mobile filmmaking for about, I think, four last years, as far as I remember. And um, I, at first, I'm, I, I, I have, I had some, you know, short films made with the regular, uh, traditional cameras, like DSLRs. Um, and it was a Hollywood Screening Film Festival Award, as far as I remember. It was um, mobile film, I don't remember exactly what it is, what, what, what it was. But it was the <laughs> audience award. It, it was in Moscow. I meet, there was a festival here in Moscow a couple of years ago. I meet uh, one guy uh, on this festival. And he is, he was, I think it was the first person in this country who try to tell the people that you can do awesome stuff with your phone and okay i think i know who you're talking about you're talking about maxime muscle yes, right exactly oh he's a good friend of ours oh really i'm surprised yes yes actually <laughs> um this is not about max but he's been in our podcast and he shares that story oh. um he 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 made a film uh, Lisbon, in mm -hmm. uh, he shot it with an iPhone, and he submitted it to our film festival here in San Diego in 2014. He won the award. Oh, um, I remember that. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. And he was. Uh, we we stayed in touch, but he started teaching it, and he became. I wouldn't say infatuated with it, but he he realized the the empowerment of mobile filmmaking. Uh, and he submitted to more film festivals, you know, since then as well. And, um, and yeah, we, we spoke a lot. He, we, you know, we became friends. Um, he's, uh, he's another pioneer to me because, you know, he started something there, like what you're just saying, and he's very passionate about it. As a matter of fact, I was, a he selected me to be one of the judges in, in the, in, in this last film festival this year mm. that he had yeah but um but yeah uh this is about you this isn't about max but yes i know exactly who you're talking about <laughs> oh world is too small that's interesting isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah so you so you um you won other film festivals you met you met max and did he inspire you to make mobile films or oh yeah 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 well actually it was my girlfriend um it's uh she is find this festival that Max is uh, created, and he she, she just asked me, "Hey, you you have to try this." And I was little little um, skeptical about it, but I decided to try. Well, that's that's not that was that was that was fun. That was challenging. The mobile filmmaking for me is uh, it's uh, like a new challenge because I think I can film a lot of good things with a traditional camera, but. I, it's like in a video game, you have to raise your difficult level to do something more interesting. And mobile filmmaking for me, it's some, something like this. So yeah. Like a challenge. Yeah, yeah that's a challenge. And Max has uh, inspired me a lot. We are closest friends right now. And uh, we are making some classes here in uh, universities about that. Um, and he write a book too, as far as I remember. Um, about my oh mom. yeah he did yeah he yeah. did but it, 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 it's small it's really simple it's for um 
really, really, really beginners. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I have a connection with that too. I actually, uh, uh, I read the book. Oh, it's translated um, in English. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the version that I had was translated or I could never have read it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. And, uh, I think I'm, uh, he he wrote a quote from my review and added it to the uh, preface or something uh-huh. in the book. Um, it's a and I like the uh, the cartoon. Yeah, on the book yeah, too, the artwork that, is on the cover is great. Yeah, yeah, but it's it is it's very much for the beginner, and sometimes that's what what we really need to do with mobile filmmaking is just introduce people to it. Um, kind of like, you know, when you have a little kid and you're teaching him to ride a bike, you really just have to push him a little bit and get him started. And the next thing you know, they're doing, you know what wheelies are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next thing you know, they're doing wheelies across, you know, uh, you know, with their, um, they're performing, they're doing, you know, all kinds of things with their bikes. It's the same thing with skateboarding. Yes. Yeah. You know, they grab a skateboard and the next thing you know, they're doing all these tricks. I, um, the analogy, uh, I, that was a skateboarder named Aaron Cairo. And he said the, uh, the good, good thing. Like I wanted to introduce skate to as much people as I can to just make him, um, just inspire them to do some great stuff. And, um, I, do, do you know the interstellar movie? I, I think you, you know it, of course. Oh yeah. And yeah. There is a lot of discussions here in Russia about, oh, it's uh, what are these Americans are filming? This is not true. This is not real science and things like that. But this is this movie is inspired me to learn more about stars. I'm really interested in this because of that. And I think I believe a lot of people just, you know, try to uh, start to interest in, in stars more after they watch that. So. That's cool. It's not a science. It's just a movie. It, it, it's just inspire us to do something, something more. Movie magic. Yes. It's, it's the, it's the, um, yes, all sorts of movies, um, have done that. You ever watch, um, you know, like closing counters of the third kind, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, you know, movies like that, that are the, the narrative to the story is so um incredible you know like mainly like you can't believe it that kind of incredible (laughs) and so the more that they are like that and you're seeing it and you're up you know the power of that is that you the director and the you know everybody who makes that film brings you all the way inside like a dream you know sometimes you can have a dream and it's not real um you almost have no control over it. But when you wake up, sometimes it can stay in you. Um, and I don't know about you, but I've had dreams that have inspired me as well yeah. in, in different yeah, ways. I have the same situation. Oh, oh. Yeah. So with, yeah, with filmmaking, um, you know, I was waiting for you to say kind of like what you did, because I know that there you know, I've met some filmmakers here in San Diego that have said, well, I can make movies with my traditional cameras. So I think if I made a mobile film, I won't have to learn too much. I already know how to how to make movies. And I'm sure that I'll make a movie 
and I win because, you know, I'm already a professional filmmaker, right? As far as they think until they film it with a phone and then they go, wait, this isn't working. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't, this not, this is not, I don't like this, you know, because there's such a difference in a way, you know, um, it's very simple, but at the same time, you have to pay attention to different things you normally you know, have settings for in a traditional camera that you don't with this, you know, and even when you have to use the Filmic Pro app, it's, it's a different angle that it's, it's touching on, on filmmaking from a different angle and you just have to get your head around it before you master it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, in a filmmaking process, I'm always trying to tell people, I'm a teacher here, so I have my own classes and I do a lot of master classes about mobile filmmaking, about filmmaking at all, but last three years, it's all about mobile filmmaking because people are interested in this. Uh, When I meet, uh, when I met Max, uh, and he told me about this, people around us was really confused, like, oh, making movies with phones, that sounds weird. How can we do this? And (laughs) It's kind of the same thing today, but it's uh, it's much more people just realize that oh that's it's possible yeah it's cool because we are showing them the examples like the short films that we made some commercials right now I made a commercial and you can earn money with this it's possible too and I always mm-hmm. try to say them that and we have a lot of um, other courses online classes. That is, um, you know, people teaching, you can find the same thing on Instagram, for example, like to make, how to make uh, visual effects, some kind of transitions and things like that. But nobody tells that the main thing, the major aspect of your, of your film is the story. And you have to concentrate on this. That's the first, that's the, uh, at first. And visual effects, uh, visuals. Like everything else, it's always gonna be following this, following the story. The story is on a first place. That's my opinion. It's the engine. Yeah, that's the engine. I, I think that yes, the story, the story drives it. And I tell, I tell people the same thing you're you're saying all the time that once you have a good story, you become passionate about how to tell that story because. You want people to feel the way you feel about that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So yes, you're correct. There's, um, it's it's uh, it's my main driver. I and, and I feel, it's kind of like what you're saying. Um, we have the uh, the mobile film school here in San Diego, mm-hmm. right? And my thing uh, was not in going to teach online tutorials because it was like well there's a bunch of people doing that mm-hmm. um there, that's not a big deal what i want people to do is to come and sit down and then start touching the the phone their own phone and seeing you know open up the settings and then put it over here and use use this tripod and here's an irig you know so you can get sound if you need from the phone Here's, here's this, but I concentrate, you know, that's the hands-on, but I concentrate on the traditional filmmaking aspect with it, which is you got to have a story. Yeah. 
you know, and you got to know when you're shooting in from different angles, what that means, you know, um, if you're shooting, you know, people from one, from one angle, the 180 degree rule during a, a dialogue, all those things are things that they need to know. But a lot of people can get that from watching movies and yes. dissecting yes. them. Like Quentin Tarantino, for example, <laughs> he said that he's, uh, the films, that, that was his film school, his films, his watch films. That's it. Yeah. Um, I want to say about, say some words about quality. Um, people who really um, here to tr try to, when I just want to, you know, prove that it's possible to make something good on a phone, there is a, some people who just say me that I'm wrong, that this is not possible. You can't get a quality picture from your phone. And they always say about quality, 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 what it is. And they mean technical quality, like resolution, colors, um, sharpness, bitrate, and things like that. But this is not important at all. We have technical quality on, uh, on uh, one hand, and on other hand, we have, a, I'd say, um, art quality, like composition, atmosphere, story, and etc. things like that. And this is really important. And you can, uh, for example, you know, um, if you show some, if you show the war is not a game for, I don't know, two person who don't know anything about filmmaking process, he just like, okay, that's some kind of movie. This looks like a movie. Of, of course, the picture is, uh, it's not that good as uh, if, if I use the cinema camera, red, airy, for example, things like that. But um, we are creating stories for uh, normal people, not for filmmaking. No. Uh, well, it, right. Yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it's um, normal. It's uh, some kind of, uh, it's not a correct. Um, yeah, no, the average person. Average person, yeah, right, average person. And the average person is... Don't think about resolution, angles, like, that's, that's, they don't know anything about it. They just... They don't even care about the yes. credits. You know, like, yes. when you go to a movie, everybody gets out of the theater right away, and the only ones that stay behind are people who are, you know, filmmakers. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> right, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, I 100% I, I agree with you on that, but I also think that it's important for the audience not to be distracted with low quality mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but it's part of, again, once they're submerged, submerged into the story, you don't want to distract them to go out of it, you know, because then, you know, it's like throwing eggs <laughs> in, into the story. <laughs> it's like, they're not going to get it. They're not going to be able to follow it. Right. But you know, Films that were made way back in, you know, 1932 or something, the quality of those films compared to the quality of the films today, if you compare them, the quality is there, but you're not, you're not looking at color, for one. You're not looking at depth of field. You're not looking at the audio. You're not looking at any of those things, but yet they are still great, wonderful films, right? Yes. Um. I I, rem I always uh, remember. The, do you remember the movie they called the Blair Witch Project? 
Oh my God, I just watched that over and over again. <laughs> it's uh, so simple. Because it's on Netflix again now, yes. It, it, I love that film. Yeah, it, it was made with a handicam or something like this. There was no budget. There was just three actors or four actors. They, it's amateur actors as far as I know. And it still looks like a movie. It's, it's a suspense. It's, uh, it's a really interesting story. It's, it's acting. It's all there. So it's still movie. It's the best. We studied it in our film classes um, in college. I was actually in college in school when, when the, uh, the Blair Witch uh, came out. But it was not known whether this was an actual movie at the time. It was the marketing was, you know, these guys, these filmmakers like us, right? Yeah. We're going out into the woods, you know, to to film a documentary. We did the same. I did a documentary in college, which was called Haunted San Diego. And it's funny because <laughs> it was basically the same thing. And it could have, as far as we were concerned, it's like, wow, that could have happened to us. You know, yeah. uh, we went out into a, a little forest looking, it was called the Elfin Forest, and we were looking for some sort of apparition that was supposed to happen there, and we couldn't find it. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, at that time, that movie, uh, we were talking about it afterwards, you know, after everybody found out, oh, it's made up, darn it, you know, well, that was excellent. Uh, in some of the other classes that I had later, in my cinematography class, actually, uh, my instructor said, you know, that is going to go down in history as one of the most wonderful, most epic uh, marketing schemes for a film ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's true. But yes, that film has an effect. And every time you watch that film, you know it. <laughs> you know it's made up, but you feel it like you're there. Yeah. You feel the fear. <laughs> but it, it, it's not a, um, there is no monsters inside of it. It's just like fear. You can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, when they were talking about Albert, um, wait, is his first name Hitchcock? Hitchcock, yeah. Albert Hitchcock. Yeah. Yes. So the the showers scene uh from from that film. Oh, classic. Yes. And they're saying, you know, you never see the killer. Yeah. And there a lot of women uh did not take showers for a long time because they were scared of going in the shower alone. <laughs> from that movie. <laughs> you know. I like um but I'm I'm sorry. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, okay, go okay. ahead. I'm, I just want to say that uh, I remember another movie when there is no monsters until the end. It was a clobber filled by... Um, uh, who made this? Yes. Y you got it. I don't remember the director, yeah, but yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, I've seen... I love these films. You know, you, you and I probably have watched a lot of the same films. Yeah, and, you, and, and you're just sitting and wondering, who is this? What is this? And this is interesting for the viewer. When it's when and and that one was the same thing. That one was done with some guy with a camcorder yeah. filming the whole thing, yeah. and it and it was a big big film. It was um, I mean, it it did very well. Yeah. See, I I just I love it. So when people talk about they must have, I mean, I was one of those people. 
you know, um, when I started my production company, it was like, well, I had a, I had a Canon camera. Um, and I was like, I got to get, I got to get a new camera. And then, you know, it was the, you know, the HD cameras were out, but they were very expensive. And then you had to get these cards, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they were called P2 cards or something like that. But each one of those cards cost $1,000 because yeah. And that's instead of a tape, right? So you had the card and that was so expensive. I was like, Oh, they got to come down in price. All right, I'll get one. And then my filmmaker friend said, no, they're actually going to come out with a new one. And then those cards are going to hold more and they're going to be cheaper. And every year you have the same thing. So you're never getting the next big camera, but you always want that. And meanwhile, you've got all these projects that you want to do and you're waiting for that great camera to shoot them with, right? And that's a ridiculous thing <laughs> if you think about it because you never get to shoot these things because you're waiting. There's always going to be a better camera that comes out. Yeah, yeah. But the movies need to come out. We need these stories out there. We have to, I think we have to use that camera that's already in our pocket and we don't have to wait mm -hmm. for something. It's the uh, problems for a lot of people here. Um, they just, well, there's... At first, they scared of something new, and that's that's totally fine. We always scared of something new, and they just thinking, "Oh my God, I don't have enough money. I have to earn more more money. I I have to buy a better gear. I have to go to classes. I have to find something. I have to wait for something." And this is going on and on and on. You have to just do it. Just grab your camera, go to the I don't know Roots, for example, and start doing things. Uh, of course. At first, it's got to be something not good, but hey, if you check the first projects of Tarantino and other great directors, there is, we, it's the same thing there. They, they just study at something and that's okay. Uh, they don't just, you know, born like, uh, like a pro. They just learning and learning and learning step by step. step step by step and one day they became a pro directors so we have to start they learn from their mistakes yes. is is what happened but you can't make mistakes if you don't start doing exactly some stuff. exactly you have to start and make mistakes and learn that's the whole yeah. process um so let's talk a little bit let's shift gears a little bit here and tell me i mean i know that you've been teaching this and so forth but Let's let our listeners know a little more about you, Arthur. Oh. Who is Arthur and, and, and how did you become or want to become a filmmaker in the first place? Well, I always was a, an art person. Um, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a musician. Uh, there was a couple bands, rock bands, and we tried to play something. And when I was, uh, I, I want to be, um, well, my, I, I complete, I have a universe, university degree and it's not about filmmaking at all. But I think in the middle of my education, I mm, realized that I want to be a photographer. I saw a DSLR camera at the first time. There was, I, 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 I never saw that before. Just 
um, there, there was a friend of mine who, who was uh, in, in the same university and he grabbed the, this camera to classes and I saw this and I just like, wow, I was so impressed of a picture quality. And from that point, I, I realized that I wanted to and I want to be a photographer. But after a couple of months of trying, I realized that I love to, I love motion picture, not still picture. And I started to learn. I go, in, uh, I go on YouTube and we have, you know, we have here in Russia, we have a RootTube, like Russian tube, <laughs> RootTube. <laughs> um, and it's, it's um, you know, it's bad. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> why why do you say that i mean is it is it a lot like youtube like the the content most of most of the content i mean youtube is trying to become netflix right? yeah so, yeah yeah well it, but it's not it's not it's not <laughs> <laughs> but i well um rootube it's it's not it, it's bad interface it's not a lot of good content it's uh it's it, it, it's not good but that was my starting point. And after that, I go to YouTube. I start to making blogs about video games. And we have a television company here. It's called Vegaterka. I don't know how to translate it properly, but let's say Vegaterka. It's some kind of television company here, big company. And they mention yeah. me and they ask me, um, maybe I wanted to go, maybe I wanted to work on this company as a, uh, it was, um, let me remember. It was about video editing, as far as I remember. And it was a very fun job because I, 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 I'm a boy and every boy of my generation, they just uh, like video games. And wow, I'm, I work in a video game company and I get money uh, for that. That's, that, that's, that's dream work. And uh, I spent a year on this in, in this uh, television company, and then I left uh, and go to another company, uh, spent another year there, and then step by step, step by step, I became a filmmaker. And I, you know, it's it's it was very, it was very, uh, let's say, fluent. Is is that is that a, is that a right word? It, it's not it's not like this. It's just. Right. Yeah. Fluent is, is good. Um, yeah, it, it means you, you, you begin to know things, um, um, naturally almost, Yeah. but you learned it. And I, uh, let me translate one word. <laughs> uh, I want to be a psychologist. Yeah. Psychologist. I want to, okay. I want to be a psychologist. This is my uh, university degree. I'm a psych psycho psychologist. <laughs> oh, uh, oh you said it perfect <laughs> oh I, I, pronunciation yeah, is good psychologist yes okay. yes and then suddenly i became a filmmaker and my parents always tell me that you have to find a normal job normal job what is normal <laughs> job i don't know do you have the same situation in the united states uh with parents and kids oh yes like well Yes, yes, for the most part, yeah. They want they want you. Uh, if you think anything art, artistic, for the most part, this happens in every country. Your parents get, they freak out and they go, "They're always going to be living at home. We're going to have to feed them. We're going to have to take care of them because they're not going to make money to live on their own." Yes, 
uh, I think, and my, this is my personal opinion, that you have to do what you like to do. If you want to, I don't know, be an artist, like make uh, paintings or make music or, I don't know, do anything like um, just make a tricks on a skateboard, do it. If you're passionate about it, if you wanted to do it, if, you'd make it, if it makes you happy, that in one day you will can get money from that. So uh, my parents were really, you know, uh, confused about my choose about about my choice, and they was very very skeptical about it, and they were just laughing. Ha! YouTube, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what kind of work is that? But now, after a <laughs> couple of years, they realized that they were wrong, and they said that yeah, you, you're a that's cool that you doing things like that, and I have a. Little sister and little brother, they, my sister is 15 years old and my brother is 11 years old, and they um, remember their mistakes, and they tell them, if you want to be an, my brother want to be a musician, as I am, and my mom said that, if you want to be a musician, be a musician, and uh, thankfully they uh, bought a, uh, some gear for him, like a guitar, some, I don't know, monitors, things like that. My sister wanted to be an, uh, a designer and they just uh, bought uh, her an, an iPad for a, for a, you know, for a training. And i so happy about my choice. I love psychology too, but if you want to, if you ask me to describe myself in one word, it's going to be art, definitely. I love art a lot in, in any ways. Like, um, I love music, I love films, I like, uh, you know, poetry, I like books, I like uh, making paintings with a, with a paint, different kind of paint. So I love all that. And of, of course, the film filmmaking process is uh, number one in this list. Definitely. And, and the thing is, you know, if you really enjoy what you were doing, you know, each one of us is different. You know, it's the same thing, you know, people who are, let's say the dentist, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the dentist isn't born a dentist. The, the, the dentist for some reason is attracted to dentistry and, you know, Hey, great for him that his parents are saying, Oh yes, that's a great choice, you know, because they're seeing that that's a, an occupation that, that other people have that they succeeded at. And they say, well, then you can too. But that the artist um, has this other um, connotation, right? Where it's like, that's the art. Art is what you do when you're a little kid. It's not what you make money on. And that's a mistake because if you like art, not, not everybody likes to do art once they grow up. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? But if you do and you're going to enjoy it and, and you're going to work hard at it because you like it, uh, it's the same thing as a dentist. The dentist, most of the time, they like being a dentist. There's no problem yeah. with that, yeah. you know? So, yeah. And, there, you know, I was also going to say, uh, Arthur, there's a lot of psychology uh, that comes in very handy in filmmaking. Um. Yes, and I want to um, add that just, you know, I don't understand people who posted the memes. Am I, 
is, is that right pronunciation memes like funny funny pictures yeah um w- w- just like oh it's monday oh oh yeah it's friday uh just finally i love my work a lot and i don't think about mondays and fridays it's every year every day it's uh it's a holiday <laughs> for me it's my per- personal <laughs> christmas well, yeah. this is this is my take on that this is why i like fridays because normal businesses shut down which means i can do more yeah that's incredible though um that you know talk talk a little more about so you you were growing up right and you you're a musician and you like psychology right well (laughs) (laughs) um you're also you you got into photography then you liked moving pictures um which you know, the thing is that I'm seeing the connection between one thing leading you to something else. But it's not like you went from, oh, I was, <laughs> I was, you know, cutting trees and then I became interested in, you know, uh, psychology, right? Uh, there are all these things that you're talking about growing up were connected. They all led you to this point right now where you're using all of those skills that you gained through your life to make amazing films and winning film festivals. Yeah, um I try to tell I try to tell stories that connected to to me and stories that are important to me. For example, the war is not a game that's the thing that I always think about like I think it's wrong, totally wrong and this is really um you know make me make me stressful first and i want it, to it's the simple idea but i think i believe that um it's like a, you know it's like a, in a movie um with a with a dicaprio uh about dreams um, oh yes um i forgot a name uh, inception inception yeah right so uh, if you you have to put the very simple idea, the simplest idea, and it's really it's really important to to, to make it simple to a lot of people to understand that. Um, I um, and th- that idea that I put in my work, it's I think it's kind of simple. And to be honest, it's a remake. I a couple years ago I made this. Um, this movie it was war is not a game but with a traditional camera and there was my little brother inside of it uh, he was uh seven years old or six years old or something like this but it was made uh quality a story quality and a technical quality it was it was poor so i wanted to make some kind of remake on a cell phone and um my brother is too old for this for this role and i need a kid <laughs> Um, really kid, like six or seven years old or something like this. And I found, it, I have a friend of mine and that's her son. <laughs> he's a, he, he, he's not a perfect actor, but he's a kid. Hey, he's just, he, but you just needed a kid. Yeah, right? I needed a kid. That's very interesting. You know, I was, I mentioned before, uh, closing counters of the third kind. Um, you know, the little kid was probably close to that age. And you know, that scene where he opens the door Mm -hmm. and there's all this light from outside coming in and all you see is the silhouette of the little boy. Mm -hmm. 
That was a classic shot from the movie. They used it in all the posters, the lights from the UFOs coming in from the door. And I just thought about that with your film when the little boy goes to the window. Yeah. There are so many kids in the movies. And yeah, well, I was just seeing the connection between those two shots. Yeah. And they're epic shots. And I think you used the same. I know I used it for the, um, oh, by the way, listeners, you, you can watch uh, the film on mobilefilmstories.com. Uh, is one of the films from the film festival highlights in there. Um, but what, what I wanted to, to say is that that shot of the little, the little boy in, in the window was uh, the screen, the, the shot that I used to create the, you know, the thumbnail for the, for the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The- you know, because it's very classic. It's very attractive. Thank you. That was my apartment, by the way. <laughs> oh, <Yeah. laughs> we we was in a budget, and um, there is a problem with the location, so we decided to to make, to to do it here because we have a very big window window, and well, it's a kind of good location for the story that I created. So why not? And uh, it was it, because of that was my apartment it is my apartment it was my apartment we have unlimited time to shoot that short and we spent three full days to make it um and it was really i i i'm very you know i if it's a limited time i want to be um decided to be as more diligent is that correct as more diligent as possible um, to make things look good. And I make a lot of takes over and over again to make sure that I'm happy about it. Meticulous. Meticulous. Maybe. That's another way. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 That means like you were, you were, I mean, whatever it takes, yes. you know, you have to patiently, you know, work on it. It's like a craft, right? Yeah, patiently working. Yeah, that that whole process. I mean, you had a lot of scenes that were, I mean, this is a short film, uh, but it wasn't something that you, I mean, when you see it, you know that you didn't just say, oh, this is a short film. It only takes 10 minutes to film. Uh, That you had to take different shots. There's also, you know, you do a great job with the lighting and the effects uh, of the lighting and the shadows uh, for that uh, with the toys. And, you know, it's just, it's really, really nice um, the way you, I mean, obviously you won. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a good reason for that. Um, So I encourage everyone to, to watch the film. That was only natural light in this short. Uh, as far as I remember, there is there is no studio light. So, if you have a window and a sunlight, you can do something like this. It's simple. So you just basically had to move the camera around to capture the the shadows and everything yeah, properly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Instead of moving, that's the the other thing I always say when people say you know um, to stage your shot right, where you you move the lights around. Or you can move yourself around. Yeah, use use the environment. You that's the uh, 
、mm-hmm. if you don't have money to buy a studio light or rent a studio light, you can use the free stuff like Sun. It's free <laughs> and it's powerful enough. And the and the mobile film、uh, the mobile phone cameras do pretty good at handling different lights. And it's a it's a little simpler than having to do all the settings. I mean, you can still work with exposure and things, but in a lot of ways, it does things without you having to mess around with the controls at all. Yeah, but I prefer mess around with the controls. <laughs> I I love of course. I I, I don't love <laughs> I I love control everything when I do doing something, and I always、um, try to you know put this thoughts in my students like. I always、uh, tell my students to use manual settings. Don't let camera do something that she wanted. You want to do. So, what is some advice that you would give our filmmakers? I mean, our filmmakers. Well, yeah,、uh, our listeners、mm-hmm. to inspire them to do it. To pick up the camera in their pocket and make a short film, at least a short film. Get started. Don't be afraid of anything. If you check my、uh, my first works, that was horrible, really horrible. But I think it it takes me to、um, six months or a year to achieve some good result. I'm just working, and it, it was not actually a work. When you when you use a word like a work, it's something about suffering、uh, for a lot of people. But there was nothing about suffering. That was fun. I'm just. Making things that that I like. It's like I don't know,、um, just eating an ice cream or go to the park or riding a bicycle. Do something fun stuff, and that was the same thing. And then suddenly I realized that well, I'm good at filmmaking, and I I achieved something. So my main advice is not don't be afraid of anything. Just do do what you like, and you will achieve some great result. I guarantee. Where can people find you?、Um, I have my Instagram account, I have my website, and I have a, I have my YouTube account. But it's all it's Russian. It's on Russian language. So if it's if if、uh, foreign native speakers、uh, English speakers, it's、uh, gotta be useless at all. But you can check my website for inspiration. <laughs>、um, there is a、uh, some kind of mobile filmmaking works. Other my mobile filmmaking works, and you can check my Instagram. Um, I believe that you give to the listeners my links, and they can check it out. And maybe,、uh, yep, maybe it it will be、uh, inspire it will inspire them. <laughs> Let's say that. Yes, it definitely will. All right, now Arthur, say goodbye to our listeners. Well, goodbye, everything. Thanks for having me, and it was fun to conversate with you, Susie. And let me say it in Russian. Спасибо всем большое и всем хорошего дня. Я надеюсь, что вы будете снимать, снимать и еще раз снимать. Maybe there is some Russian, Russian listeners too. Yeah, that is the one word that I hear a lot when I hear Russian is спасибо. Спасибо. Yeah, it's thank you. Спасибо. Ah, very good. Very good. 